This episode of The Get Down is brought to you by Digital Music Pool. Digital Music Pool is the ultimate record pool for professional DJs looking for the hottest tracks and exclusive hits updated daily in an easy-to-use platform. You can find exclusive edits from myself, Cream, Adam B., Andrew Marks, Angela the Kid, Chumpian, Castra, and Pat C., only on DMP, and we're giving you a chance to try their service for just $9.99 for the first month and $24.99 each additional month. All you have to do is click the link in the show notes or on the Get Down or Cream Instagram pages, create an account, and enter the promo code CREAM at checkout for your discounted month. DMP is my go-to site when downloading new music, so become a member for just $9.99 for the first month with the code CREAM. You will not be disappointed. Click the link in the show notes or on the Get Down or Cream Instagram pages to sign up now. What's up, guys? Thanks for listening to the Get Down podcast. If you enjoy what you hear and you think other DJs could benefit from the things we talk about on the show, we would greatly, greatly appreciate if you could subscribe, rate, and review our podcast wherever you listen to it. It's much appreciated. Thanks, guys. All right, what's up, guys? Welcome to the 87th episode of The Get Down. My name is Cream. Gary W. here. I'm back. back at it. You're back. I'm back. I missed, you know, the, you know, I missed the week out here. I, I, it's good to have you back. Greg was great last week, or UFO, so however you want to call him. Um, he was great. We had a, I thought that conversation was going to be more like 30 minutes and in and out and pretty quick, and it wound up being pretty long form, so I was happy about the way it came out. I listened to it and watched it. Um, a couple of days ago, and it was it was good. It was good. I really, yeah, I, uh, I enjoyed I it. I thoroughly, I thoroughly enjoyed it as well. Yeah, what was it like to listen to the podcast as an outsider? Because I don't think I've had to do that. I, other than your Discord one, I haven't really had to do that. So it has to be weird. I think it wasn't that weird. Um, because it's like the same show. You know, we talk about are a couple topics and we're really trying to help DJs like grow their business. And we talk about stuff that happens in our lives. And it was just, that, that was an extension of I, that. That was the one, the one thing I wondered, like, did, did we give, were there enough tips for younger DJs to learn off of? Um, I know we talked about a lot of personal experience, him and I, and, and that's kind of what we drew our conversation off of. But uh, I was just hoping to, that we were able to impart, you know, some kind of knowledge on, on his tech background or the dealing with management and, and you know, what expectations from managers looks like. No, I definitely thought that it was a, a great conversation. And I thought hearing Greg's side of being a manager was really valuable. And then just kind of like how Greg thinks about his sets and, and different ways to use some of the stuff that's in Serato. I, I think it's really valuable. And I, I messaged him afterwards and I said, Hey, I th- really think we should do a larger format like webinar around this where you can kind of like go in and show everyone how you do these things and we can share your screen. And yeah. I think that's something we're definitely going to do maybe in, in the fall at some point. Uh, we even talked about it again yesterday. So, so you think that, that maybe, maybe as like a podcast, uh, like putting it in the same realm of the podcast or just... No, I think doing like a one-off video, long-form DJs Got sign you. up to to attend, and and Greg has an hour to kind of go through and show everybody what he does, and maybe give give DJs like 
five ways to incorporate Serato features into your DJ sets, something like that. Like I just right. came up with that on the fly, but right. Right. I like I, it. I think for me, it would be really helpful. And I think it would be really helpful for, for all you guys listening. So like I said, in, in the episode, I saw like a, like a reel or something of him doing his transitioning. And I'm like, could understand it a little more. Yeah. Um, so yeah, definitely doing some, some kind of webinar would be, would be a lot of fun. And then, we could always record it and throw it on our YouTube page so people could could rewatch it and whatnot. Yeah. So. so, all right. So this episode, we are going to give a lot of tips for growing your DJ business and, <laughs> and, and what you should be doing right now at this point in time in the year. We always talk about how things are seasonal and how, you know, at certain times of the year, you need to focus on certain things. And something that we've implemented into our business is really focusing on one thing that we want to improve per month, let's say. So this month, for example, we're working on growing our team and networking with younger DJs who we might potentially work with down the line and implementing all the things on the back end within GetDown of, all right, if we do bring more people on, how do we do this in the most seamless way possible? Like, let's shoot videos. Let's create a checklist. Let's do all these things so that when someone does start working with us, it's easy for them to understand the things that are important to you and I, the things that are important to the venues, and the things that are important to them in working with a new company. Yeah, I think that... And there's a reason why we're starting to do this right now, right? And and that reason is because you know that, the, as you alluded to earlier, is that the, the new season's coming up and things are going to pick up. And there's just not enough time for us to kind of focus on the smaller details, you know, when we are doing 250 plus gigs a month and you're, you're gigging Thursday to Sunday and doing a lot of doubles and whatnot, uh, when the fall rolls around. Um, so to try to knock out those small details early before things get crazy. So it's good foresight. Whereas in years past, you know, we would sit down and, and, I mean, this is a couple of years ago now that you just get slammed in the fall and then it was like scrambling. And then you're trying to do too many things at once. You're trying to handle the small details as well as handle like the the bigger picture of being so busy and, and doing the right things within your venues. Um, so, I, you know, for the younger guys, it's really important to understand like what what is your fall season going to look like? What what are the minute details that you can iron out now that you don't have to deal with later um, when things are crazy? And it's a good way to not be overwhelmed uh, You know, when, when the business picks up in the fall. Even though there are some people right now, uh, like we had just booked a DJ last week who's Central Jersey based, like this is his busy season. You know? um, so he probably, can, he probably does this stuff like in the spring. Right, because you know, he lives in a market summer. where he he's in the vacation market. That's where his right. home market is. So, right. so know this your is, market. This, if you if the, if your home market is the, your vacation beach market, then this is your busy season, and things cool right. off probably a little bit once the summer's over. Right. So I, I I brought up like what we're focusing on in our business because I think you as the individual DJ or someone who's just focused on you know just yourself. I think it's very relatable for you too, because instead of trying to do like 10 things at once, focus on growing my, the, the venues that I work with and networking, focus on my social media and revamping my, my Instagram and my TikTok and my colors and all that. Like 
instead of spreading yourself out and doing all these different things, focus on one thing. Maybe it's a weekly basis. And you say this week, every day, when I like spend my time on my business, I'm going to focus on X, right? And every day you, you work on that until you complete that. And then once that's done, you can then work on the next thing. So let's say you're working on uh, you know, venue growth and networking. And every day this week, you're going to go out and introduce yourself to a DJ or a manager that could help you. And you do that this week. And then next week you say, all right, this week, I really need to focus on my, you know, social media plan for the fall. And you come up with a 60 day or a 90 day plan for what you're going to do for your social media. And you work on that every day until that's done. I just think it's way more efficient to work in that way. And when you wake up every day, you're more focused on what you're doing and you spend time on that thing. And then like you could deal with the email and the text messages and the things that, that kind of uh, interrupt you on a daily basis. This is the time of the summer to start this because you have, I think up to this point, you have six weeks. And I think getting six major things out of, you know, not out of the way, but working on six major things going into the fall will just set you up for uh, to, to be able to coast through the beginning of the fall at least. And then as the fall wears on, we all know after about week eight, week nine, week 10 of the football season, things start to scale back a little bit, but then holiday season kicks in. Um, so this is probably a really good time to, like you said, start working on one individual thing. And like, if you can, if you can knock those like six major things out, I think that's the first thing you're going to do is sit down and write down what those six things are or plan out, you know, this is where I want to start. And if it's seven weeks from now, then it's the you knock out seven things and, and you write all that stuff down and write it down in order of importance just to make sure that you get things done uh, that are most important all the way down to you know what's least important. Because like then if you don't get to that last thing, maybe it's not the end of the world and you can push that off for a week or two and then you can work on it when you have a little more time. Yeah. And I think we're, you know, we're a little past halfway. So I think it's a good time also to just maybe like check in on what your what your goals are for the rest of the year and if they've changed from what you kind of thought about at the beginning of the year sometimes things change and you need to reassess where you're spending your time and i think it's a good time to do that also yeah i we kind of went over it um you and i a little bit but we are going to do a deeper dive uh, next time i'm up there to see you um but like i i think yeah, you do. It's important to reflect and see what where did where did you think you wanted to be at the end of 2022? You know, when you did your when you did your uh, the setup for your year and your year your yearly goals, um, and like if you've exceeded expectation, well, now you have to readjust, and you know now you have to set the bar even higher than what you really thought initially, um, because some people probably did grow exponentially over the last six months. Uh, and, and, and maybe, maybe they reached all their goals already, you know? So it's, and that's fantastic. And then even if you only got half of your stuff done, well, you're only halfway through the year. So you still have, if you only got half your, your goals accomplished, then, you know, you're six months in and you have six more months to accomplish that other half. So don't feel like you're, you're coming up short or anything like that. Um, but yeah, it's definitely good advice to kind of check in, uh, check in with yourself, check in with your business and, you know, see, see, uh, what the next six months is going to look like for yeah. you. I think it's cool when you think this way and you organize yourself in this way that like when you do reflect and look back, you're like, holy shit, I really got a, like, I did a lot this year or I did a lot this month. I accomplished a lot. I finished a lot of the things that I wanted to get done. And 
that for me, that always drives me to like continue working hard, right. Or, or move on to the next big project. That's been, that's been kind of hanging over our heads type thing. And sometimes you need to do knock out some of the smaller things to gain a little momentum to then work on that like big thing that's been hanging over your head, like get down university for us. <laughs> oh my gosh, forever. But I, I think per, on a personal level, if I could just, you know, speak about my, myself from January one to now, like I, I've exceeded, I didn't really go into this. I, I went with all expectation for get down DJ group. There was no DJ Gary W expectation. Right. And I think over the last quarter, and playing places like Atlanta and then playing Harris and having such a great time playing there and playing a lot of different venues over the past quarter has like, that's now reinvigorated me to be like, okay, well now for the next quarter going into the fall, I want to play even bigger places. And I want to, you know, so like my, my mindset and my goals have now changed because I've got to experience different things. Yeah. And so now I need to reassess, well, how do I do, how do I go about doing that for myself? Cause I didn't really set up a plan, a personal plan for the year as far as, all right, well, this is what DJ Gary W wants to do. It was more like, this is what get down wants to do. And now it's like, well, now I got to balance, like how to balance both of those things, you know, get, keep get down going in the positive trajectory that it's going. And then also, you know, keep the Gary W brand going uh, strong as well. And, and representing in different markets, if I can, you know, yeah. so it, it's, it's, that's going to benefit me. The, the reflection is definitely benefit benefiting me uh, in the long run here. Yeah. And I think as for us, like when you focus on your brand and I focus on my brand, it only helps get down also, you know, because yeah. it's exposure to other venues, other markets, other DJs, and it, it just helps grow the recognition of what get down is and, and what we're doing. And I think that's awesome. So that's always helped us. And then, you know, obviously like Angelo and Dario and Hova and all our guys who are growing also that also helps the get down brand because as they grow and they're all get down guys, it's a great reflection upon us and what we're doing and, and what we're teaching guys too, you know? So, so that, that always feels good. Yeah, definitely. I mean, we, I don't know if you've announced it or you're allowed to announce it, but the party at the end of the month, uh, I haven't sure. No, I, oh, I, I was only our about DJs this. who are DJing know. Actually, can I bring this up? Because yeah, go ahead. So, because I was thinking about this this morning, and so we're doing. We have a DJs party uh, in, at DJs in Belmar. To be clear, um, doing a get down party at DJs, and that's on August twenty first. It's a Sunday, and you want to announce the lineup because I I don't have them all on the top of my head here. Yeah, so it is. Uh, Randine, Hova, Darrow Valley, and myself, uh, Sunday evening, which is always a good time. You know, it's going to yeah. be, it's going to be a lot of industry, which is always yeah. fun. We also, you know, those Sundays, you kind of get to play a little differently than you would on a Friday or Saturday night. It's a different crowd. It's, it's, you could, you can get away with more for sure. Okay. So I was just thinking today, like, it's just really nice to see, in going back to what I said about setting goals for a get down DJ group in January, like this is one of them, like to see our younger guys come up and play, you know, one of the biggest rooms in Jersey and having the opportunity to prove themselves in that room. That was like a main goal. And I know is a main goal for both of us is to make sure that the younger guys come up and they're the next crop of talent uh, that are the headlining names in New Jersey and beyond, but, you know, starting off in New Jersey and it's, 
like a real proud father moment, if you will. Yeah, for uh, sure. For for the two of us. And and I, you know, I, I just wanted to bring that up is like that's that's an awesome goal uh that I feel like that that the company is is succeeding at. Uh, yeah. And I, I think also I want to shout out some of the other guys that are doing headliner, which is like the competitor to DJs. And if you play one, you kind of can't play the other. So right. our goal wasn't like, well, let's get everybody to DJs. It's just like, let's get our guys playing at one or the other, you know? So yeah. Solano and UFO. So, and who else has played over at headliner? Angela, obviously Angela throws his playpen party there. So yep. we have some of our guys over there too, which is awesome. Yeah. I mean, the, that's the whole point of what we do, you know, and that's the whole point of, of, of booking younger guys and bringing younger guys up through the ranks and showing them the way. And that's the reason why we do this podcast is to, you know, tell people how to, how to try to grow their business in, in ways that, that we grow ours. So I, I had a conversation with uh, DJ Kel from class kills last week. And he was just saying like, yeah, we're using a bunch of your guys at some of our spots. And like, you know, your high end guys we, we can use in our high end places. So that's what we want to hear. Right. And that's one of the reasons why we're looking for more talent for our team, because <laughs> our guys are, are booking bigger gigs. And, and we've always said, you know, we're not going to stop you from growing. We want you to grow. And whether that, yeah, it might hurt our, our business and it might hurt get down because you're not playing our places as much, but the whole point of this is to help you guys get to where you want to go. So it's like, again, going back to being proud and, and being, uh, excited for our guys to do things that they want to do is a great thing. Yeah, for sure. All right. So let's transition into, we, we, we have ta- we touched on it briefly already, but we're whatever mid to late July right now, right? We're let's say six weeks from the grand from football and, and the grand opening of a new season in our market, especially there is a big difference in, Labor Day hits, there's a week or two of lull, and then all the venues in Tri-State New York kind of do this like re-grand opening thing where everyone's back from vacation, the shore, you know, the lake, whatever you guys are doing in your market. And it's like, all right, now everyone's home. And there's this big push for the fall and winter season that goes literally through New Year's Eve, right? Right. So now is a really important time for everyone. And it's important because there are a lot of decisions being made and there's a lot of changes happening from the summer to the fall season. So you get into some of the reasons or some of the things that DJs can be doing and thinking about right now to set themselves up for this next season. The one thing that I think about first, and if you've got, if you've taken get down university course, you've heard this. And if you listen to a podcast around this time of year, last year, you've heard this, but yeah, we talk about it every year. (laughs) Managers aren't thinking about the fall yet. Right. So if you start to think about the fall now, you are ahead of every other DJ in the game. You're ahead of ownership thought. You're ahead of management thought. And now it's like, wow, this guy's really thinking about, the future of not only his business, but my business too. And you can implement some kind of plan within the venues that you have a relationship with because you know those venues, you know kind of how they operate in the fall, hopefully. And if you don't, you can always just go walk into a place and pitch a new party idea for football. Hey, do you guys do um, music during commercials and halftime during football season? No, we don't do that. Oh, well, how about we start to do that? This way, there's no downtime during football. 
boom. Maybe the manager's like, never thought about that. That's a great idea. This guy's bringing value uh, to my business. And now I'm interested in hiring him, right? I think that's first and foremost. Um, I think pr- coming up with ways, new ways to entertain crowds and pitching that to management is that's that's the n- number one thing, right? It, and yeah. and I, I feel like that's going to get you in the door quicker than anything. Um, that's first and foremost. I think another thing to piggyback off of that is if you are a, res- a resident somewhere or you work at a venue and you work closely with the manager slash owner or the person that's really making the decisions on what's going to happen in the venue, it's a great time to go in and say, hey, here are some of the things that I think we need to fix. This equipment's broken. This speaker's not working. Uh, the light system's not working. Let's get a CO2 can in. Like, I think that's also a great way to show your value that you're thinking about ways to improve the, the venue, improve the party. Now, you're going to be asking them to spend money, but at least it shows that you're thinking on behalf of the venue and not just yourself, right? Venues and managers and owners want to work with people that aren't there just for themselves, that are that are part of the team, quote unquote, right? It's like right. they want to work with you when you're thinking of, how can we get better? Or instead of how can you get better? It's like, when you think of it that way, you know, you include yourself as part of the staff and it just ingrains you further with everyone that works there. When you're doing this, because I just dealt with this, when you are pitching improvements to a venue, especially to an owner, you have to remember they take a lot of, a lot of these owners take a lot of pride in their venue. So you you can't frame it like you're shitting on the venue. Yeah, you can't trash them. No, you have to, pitch it in a way where you're a team player. I'm looking to improve your business. And by doing this, you're going to make more money. Sure. You're going to spend a lot of money in the short term, but in the long term, this X, Y, and Z project is going to be paid for over a two month period because you're going to bring more people in because the product you're putting out is better. Um, When I was, when I was pitching new equipment and new like whether it be lighting idea or sound idea, my thought process was we you just can't be a bar with a DJ anymore. And you just can't be a nightclub with a DJ and lighting anymore. People spend lots of money to go to festivals. And why are they going to festivals? Because it's an experience. They're going there for an all-around, you know, all-encompassing experience. So what it's what's the difference between me? making a really nice cocktail at my house, putting the music on that I want to listen to, and then walking into your venue, getting a subpar cocktail, listening to some some music that maybe I don't want to hear. And that's really all that's happening in the place. Right? Like I need more of an experience than that. People are way too um, experience driven. Everything in life now is experience driven. The only reason people are doing these things is to post them on Instagram. If your venue is not Instagramable in some way, or like tick, able to be uh, translated on TikTok in some way, you're just falling short. And this is kind of how I, I was trying to, to frame this to one of the owners. And I feel like that really it resonated with him a little bit. And I feel like that was there was like a little bit more of a, oh, all right, I never really thought of it that way. But I think that that's a great way to, to improve my business because now people are going to just want to come back. It's better than just the next bar where you're just going to stand there and have a drink and listen to music. Yeah. I think the reason why we, one of the reasons why we've been really successful is because not only do we provide DJs and provide a service and are good DJs in ourselves, I think having this like 
ability to be almost a consultant in, in nightlife to the owners and managers just brings an incredible amount of value. And like you were saying, like, I don't know if going in and just saying like, this is wrong and this is wrong. I think you can start that conversation by saying, Hey, here are the things I think we're doing really, really well. Right. Like, I think our sound here is great. Or I think the staff's done a great job doing this, or thanks for getting the, the newest pioneer DJ equipment. It's been amazing. The DJs are really happy. Here are a couple things that we're, that I'm hearing from our guys that maybe we can work on prior to the start of fall. You know, like there's definitely a way to go about doing it. And, and, you know, there's among, the, on top of all the things that you just, just mentioned as well. There's a psychology to it. You know, there's a, there's an absolute psychology to, I, there's a psychology to, to all types of, of this business, I don't know, of all businesses, but this business in particular and like dealing with, with DJs and, and dealing with staff. It's, it's, you know, it's not like it was back in the day where like you'd yell at somebody and you got something done. It's just, it's just not the way it is anymore. You know, you, you, you need to, kind of like massage and manipulate and and figure things out in that way. And I, I feel like it's been the most effective way to communicate with managers and 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 ownership in order to, you know, work in a positive direction. Cause bickering back and forth and yelling, it just doesn't work. Um nothing ever gets done. People get spiteful and it just doesn't work out. Um yeah. listen, I I yelled two weeks ago at, at our guys because of stuff that that but like it was that the right thing to do? No, but like you know, under pressure in certain situations. Yes, that does happen, but you do ha have to reflect and be like, well, you know, I can do that. I can do that better next time. You know, um, I guess that's just a management thought that I, that, that I had, but uh, as, as far as, as far as communicating with, with, with ownership and trying to get what you want. Yeah. To do the positive negative thing. And it, it definitely works out better. Yeah, no, I, I completely agree. So guys, Check in with your venues, set a meeting with an owner or manager just to touch base or go in a little extra early at the next time you're there and just grab the manager and say, Hey, give me 10 minutes. I want to talk to you about a couple things. Um, and do that over the next few weeks here. I think that's really important in, uh, in what you're doing. And this might not work at every venue. You have to pick and choose, right? It's like, yeah. There are certain venues where it doesn't matter what you're going to say. It doesn't, they're going to do it their way and they don't want to hear your, 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 your input. So just be wary of that as well. But I think in most cases that they're going to be open to hearing your ideas and ways to potentially make the nights or the venue better. In a lot of cases, uh, management's not used to the entertainment coming up and, and giving input. So that's even just refreshing right off, right off the jump, you know? Yeah. This is one of the um, ways to set yourselves apart from the, the mass, the horde of DJs that are also trying or want to work because well, try, right. not everyone's trying to work at places. They just want to work at places. Right. So like last week we talked, talked about how to set yourself apart, like from a technical aspect of, of DJing. And here's a good way to set yourself apart from the business aspect of DJing. Um, but something else that stands out in my mind for summertime, like if especially if you're like filling in for somebody who left to go play in a different market, like a like a vacation market, so down the shore or the Hamptons or something like that, and you're like the fill-in DJ, quote unquote, for the summer, like this is the perfect opportunity to get involved for when peak season rolls back around. Um, because a lot of times you do have just like, especially in like mid-level places. Uh, that might have a DJ that's starting to blow up and he left that place for um, 
for, like I said, the Hamptons or the shore, like this is it. Like this is your chance to jump in and really get involved for, for the fall season and the peak season. And then maybe you're not the headlining DJ immediately, but you know, you're at least working your way toward that. Yeah. Cause we've done that a million times. So I, I always like to add that one in. Yeah. I think something else at this point of the year, it's, you know, late July, we're heading into August and we're in like the dog days of summer. Yeah. Lots of people are on vacation. Lots of people are going to the pool and not as many people are going out to your venues. So if you, you lose some gigs here in the last month of the summer or six weeks of the summer, don't take it to heart because they're all going to come rushing back in, like I said, six to eight weeks once we hit the next season. Um, but don't get frustrated about it. It's just the it's just the the ebb and flow of our industry and and how things go with the different seasons. So if you're a newer DJ, don't get frustrated. It's just part of what happens. Uh, and they'll be back. Probably like the same venue is going to ask you to come back. It's just for the next little bit here, things are slowing down. Some of our city gigs, like for example, are just like guys. We we just don't have people here during the day on a Saturday. Like we're wasting money. So. Let's cut the afternoon DJ for now and we'll come back once things get going again. And that's fine. I, so a good way to prepare for this, uh, we do it in my part-time job, which I haven't even been to for a couple of months, but at, ha, what they do for slower season is you, you kind of stash money during peak season and then you know you're going to have slow season. Slow season comes around every year and for DJs, it's twice a year in our market, right? We have from... January 1st to usually around, you know, March 1st is a slow season. So expect to lose a couple of gigs there. And then uh, if North Jersey, let's say, is your market and you're not in one of these vacation markets, usually maybe mid-June, July 1st until about mid-August, right? Like you could expect to drop a few gigs there. So, you know, if, if DJing is your main source of income, uh, maybe stash a couple of bucks away here and there for those parts of the year. It's just, it's a good way to, to prepare to not be short on bills. Uh, and it's a good way to just sustain your DJ uh, career. Whereas then you don't have to go and do something else. Um, because I, I could see where that would come to a shock as a new DJ. It's like, well, I'm making all this money. You get used to a certain lifestyle over a couple months. And then like you drop three or four gigs in in a month. And that's a lot of money. It's a substantial amount of money. And then all of a sudden you're coming short on get, uh, come, coming short on bills and it, it could, it could become uh stressful. So in order to avoid that stress, I would definitely do that. Put some money away. Yeah. I think having a greater conversation around money and DJs and, and some things that we could be doing because this isn't a traditional job. You're not, you know, agreeing to a salary for the year and, getting paid the same amount of money weekly. Things change. And if you get sick, you don't get paid or if you don't go to work. And if you, you know, lose some gigs, there's, it's, it's not easy to recoup that money. So I think having a larger conversation, just uh, we'll have one podcast. that's definitely just like how to manage your finances. I think that would be a great one. Yeah. I know we, Dario Valley and, and has talked a little bit because he does some financial advising uh, he, we might have him on and we'll have a conversation with him around things that we can be doing as DJs to make sure that we're prepared for, you know, sickness, a pandemic that takes you out <laughs> for a while. Like <laughs> I, I think the last few years that's become even more important and something to think about. So we'll, we'll have a larger conversation on, on that, but yeah, the, um, I know that 
I know that some people get awkward about talking about money, but it's so important in our business. And you see it all the time, especially with just the lifestyle around DJing. You know, you're going out a lot. You're there's a lot of things that are. I always feel like you know the sne- the uh, like the sneakerhead uh, that that whole thing. A lot of DJs are like sneakerheads. It's like okay, like well, how how can I maintain you know my my other passions and interests, but also be smart about my money? Um, so I think it's really important because you know we all have our interests that we spend money on, but it's just doing it in a smart manner. So yeah, we'll do that soon, hopefully. All right. Um... I think, I don't know. What do you think? Well, quickie today? Yes. 30 minutes in. That's good. Let's, um, I just got, guys, I just got home last night in an 18 hour drive home. It's, it's, I've been away for three weeks. I'm trying to get my life in order. Yeah. (laughs) I've also, I was on vacation and then I was sick for a week. So it's like trying to, trying to really, uh, work this week, you know, and really like pick up the, the, the slack on some of the things I missed over the last couple of weeks. But yeah, yeah, actually, you know what I love to talk about? DJing while sick. I brought it up because I did it oh, all right. and, and it's fucking terrible. It is terrible. Like you go in there just not feeling good in the first place. And it's like, you're, you're not going to drink because either you're taking medicine or you just feel like shit. And it's like, everyone's trying to get you to drink. You're miserable. You're tired. You, you, you don't feel good. And you got to be there and still be like the life of the party. It's really hard to do. We have one of those jobs that you just, you can't miss. Like if you're booked, you just, you pretty much can't miss. Yeah. And you get put in situations where that become very, very difficult to DJ in where like, you're just either down in the dumps, you don't feel well, whatever it might be. And then, but you have to perform and you yeah. have to show up. Um, I thought I was have- terrible all weekend. Like terrible. I was going to say, do you have any tips for anybody? Like how to get around that? Like what are good ways? What are good ways to try to like, I don't know, be in a mentally better space to, to try to just get through your set in a, in a way that's effective. The best thing that I could do was like time your medicine so that when you, your set is starting, <laughs> it's like hitting. So you're feeling a little better by Saturday. I was like, all right, I'm going to take my medicine at this time. So I can take my medicine at 10 so that at 11, I'll be feeling good. <laughs> Welcome to the dad DJ podcast. Dude, it was rough. Hydrate, <laughs> hydrate heavily. It, it was oh, rough, man. That's hilarious. And don't um, drink for don't, sure. Yeah, yeah. Because you know what? That, that could be a short term remedy where like, all right, like it masks it and it makes you feel better for like an hour or two, Yeah, but it the drags next, you out. Yeah. The next day is just, especially if you have gigs the next day or two gigs the next day, like it's just going to absolutely kill you. I've done it so many times where I'm like, wow, I feel terrible, but like, I'll just have some whiskey and you know, and then it yeah. masks it. And then the next day I'm like, what the hell was I thinking? Yeah. But this, this is just one of those things that comes with our job. And it's one of the worst things for sure. Like there's no sick days, there's no off days. And if you call out sick, like sometimes you lose your spot in that venue or you, you'll, you won't get booked again. Or the monthly that residency that you have then turns into like a quarterly. It doesn't always happen, but it happens. It like think about happens. when people cancel on us because they're sick. It's like, bro, fucking man up and just go there. If I could cover it, I'll cover it. But if I can't, you got to go. Like, I don't know what to tell right. you. Yeah. Espe- yeah. Especially if it's like three hours prior to the gig. It's, yeah. It's, always it's like, a I feel position. bad because I, I know how you feel, but like, I can't help you three hours before the gig. I don't know what to tell you. 
Yeah, no, I, I, I know. I know we've both been in situations where, you know, personal situations where it was like something happens like a couple hours before a gig. It's like, now you have to go anyways. And it's like, yeah. well, you know, you I, almost physically can't. I think another piece of advice might be if you start feeling sick on a Tuesday or Wednesday and you know you have gigs coming up, give your booker or whoever it is a heads up and be like, hey, man, I'm, I'm not feeling too hot. I'm still planning on coming in, but I just want to give you a heads up in case I start feeling worse. Yeah. Uh, and we have to find a replacement. I think that's something also that is probably something smart to do. Yeah, because then the booker can line up somebody like, hey, like just in case. Right, like have a call? plan B in case Cream is is dead and can't make it. Yeah, having somebody on call is is huge. Like yeah. it, it helps us tremendously it, and not being stuck in a situation where where like it, you're just reaching at some points. Right, you know, so. or saying, hey, I, I haven't been feeling well, but I know that this person is open and they'll do a great job if you want to touch base with them. Like, I yeah. think that's a smart thing to do for sure. I've only Definitely. like called out of gigs maybe like three times in my entire career or like three, three like weekends, let's call it. Called out. Yeah. It's been a handful, like on a, on one hand kind of a thing. Yeah. But you, you just can't do there's There is so many factors in why, right? Mine was always money. Number one. I, if I don't show up, I don't get paid. You right. know, that, that was huge. Yeah, there's huge, no huge, sick huge. days. Like <laughs> number two, if they find coverage and I get replaced, like now that's even more money than I'm losing. Um, and it's just letting down people that are coming to see you regularly too. Yeah. And 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 letting management down because hey, what if I don't show up and their bar makes less money? You know, and yeah. you have this personal relationship with let's say the the owner and the bartenders, especially. And like they go home with with less money because you didn't show up. Like you, you kind of feel bad about those things. So there's there's a lot of factors that go into it, um, and, and a lot of factors that sometimes we don't always think about. So, all right, I had to sneak that one in because that was just something I brought up being sick, and I was like, back to you know what? I want to bring this up. I, you, you talked about bringing that up the last week, so I'm surprised we didn't we didn't remember <laughs> it because we didn't email we didn't email it. But uh, let's do. Uh, Let's finish with our segment because uh, I don't know if you have been listening to anything. What do you listen? I really to have not. Um, I can tell you what I'm going to listen to this week, and it is Zay's Get Down Radio episode. Shameless okay. plug right there. <laughs> uh, I like to listen to our guys' mixes because we don't always go get to hear what they're doing in the club, and I think when they create these mixes, it gives me a se- more of a sense of what is this person really into? What's the music that they like? And what do they want to show off to everybody that, Hey, this is what I want to put out into the world. So I, I love listening to our DJs mixes, whether it's get down radio or something that they've individually put out. So that's what I'm going to listen to, you know, this week. You just, Man, you I, just drove 18 hours. So like, I'm sure you've been listening to a lot of music. It's really everything. It's been all over the place. I don't think so. Coming back, my, I was like nothing. I DJed. Anything I DJed over the last three weeks, I didn't want to listen to any of it. I didn't want to listen to house music. I didn't want to listen to hip hop. I didn't want to listen to Afro pop. Nothing. Um, so it was kind of a mixed bag coming home. I don't know. It's been just so jumbled because I've been in the I've been in the car for like 50, 60, 70 hours over the last two, three weeks. Yeah, you've been you've been moving around. It's just a lot. I mean, I just listen to a lot of dead, honestly. Just normal. Just like <laughs> throw on some shows. 80s dead. That's that's I'll keep it at that. That's what I was listening to. All right. Um, a couple <laughs> things to promo 
We, like we said, August 21st, we're doing a Get Down DJs takeover at DJs in Belmar. Uh, I know a lot of DJs are off on Sunday. I think that will be a great opportunity to come out. And if you haven't met our team, a lot of the guys will be there. Gary's going to be there. So that should be a great time. Yeah, I'm taking uh, off. Really that looking night, forward so to that. I'll be off that that whole day for that event. So yeah, I think a couple other things. Um, we haven't done this in a while, but guys, we really want to continue growing the podcast. So wherever you're listening to this, can you please, if you enjoy listening to it, give us a like or a comment or review. Um, that would be really beneficial because the more of those positive reviews that we do have, the more people that this will get put out in front of. So please uh, do that for us. And yeah, yeah, man, that's all I really got. That's it. Where are you at this weekend? Um, great question. Thursday, I am at Liberty Science Center after dark and Tally wow. Ho. Um, we've talked about you know both those gigs in the past. LSC is always pretty cool. Friday, I'm actually off. Uh, we are celebrating my girlfriend's daughter's birthday, so we got a we got a big day planned. I'm excited for that. <laughs> nice. Um, love it. But actually, at night we have Midnight Market, Jersey City. So yes. at 902 Brewery in Jersey City, we have three of our guys: UFO, So Tone, Set, a Doug Spin. Yep, they're DJing and then doing a silent disco. This was super cool last year, and it was still like a little pandemic time. So I'm sure this one's gonna they're gonna sell way more tickets. Going to be way higher capacity allowed to be in the building. So that'll be cool. Um, we can link to the ticket link for that. Uh, always a bunch of good food food vendors and then good music. And then Saturday, I'm at Birch. So that's my weekend. Nice. I'm relaxing this weekend. Nice. Needed after that. all the travel. Yeah. Heck yeah. But. All right, guys. Thanks for listening to this episode. My name is Kareem. Gary W. Peace out. Peace out, guys.